Spirit. Amen. John the Baptist proclaims Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The disciples, two of those disciples were with John the Baptist and they start following Jesus. And Jesus asks this amazing question. What are you looking for? Or what do you seek? What do you want? This question strikes the heart. And the disciples, then they ask Jesus, Jesus, where are you staying? I used to think like, are they just trying to like figure out where he's staying so that they can just be with him? Or are they asking, are they curious because they feel as if if they stay with Jesus, their desire of their heart will be fulfilled. That first question that Jesus asks, what do you want? Will be fulfilled by staying with Jesus. And Jesus says, come and you will see. Come and you will see is not like you have to come. It's an invitation. Jesus invites us to come and see. And when you come and see, not just where Jesus is staying, you will see what you're looking for and what the desire of your heart is. The first question, what do you want, is answered in Jesus. Jesus is the answer of the human heart. It is the fulfillment of our desire. St. Augustine famously says, my heart is restless until it rests in you. Psalm 23 starts, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Psalm 27 says, the one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. When someone falls in love with Jesus and surrenders to him as Lord, nothing ever compares. We never want anything else. Our church, this church, it's meant to be a place of come and see. And when you come and see, it's like, now I want to stay here. The church is a place of encounter with the one who will fulfill the heart of our desires, to fulfill the desire of our hearts. Sadly, here's a little bit of sadness. Many people come to church because of the priest or because of the homily or the preacher. And they feel as if if the priest doesn't inspire me, then I'm not interested. I'm bored. I don't want to come or nothing's moving. I'm not encountering Jesus. Jesus says, come and you will see. The church has the gift of God himself. It's the body of Jesus Christ. It's the Eucharist. Bishop Francis has called 2022 the year of the Eucharist. The body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Today in this Mass, you're going to receive Jesus. Come and you will see. The Catechism says that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. And so if I bore you or make you fall asleep in this homily, you will still receive Jesus. One of my favorite things to ask anybody is, what do you want? 
And they're like, what does that mean? Like, what do I want tomorrow? What do I want to eat? What do I... No, simply, what do you want? What do you seek? What are you looking for? Jesus asks this question to you and to the two disciples in the gospel. Remember this rule. What we do is a reflection of what we desire. What you do in your actions is what it reflects what you want. So say this with me. What I do, what I do is, a is a reflection of what I want. What I want. Amen. amen. Okay. That wasn't a prayer, but I had to say amen because then you'll keep, you'll keep repeating. All right. Our actions follow our desires. What we do follows the desire of our heart. So if you ask yourself, why do I do this? Because there's a desire in our heart for something good. It makes me think, well, often though, we live and we live and we act and we do, but we don't check our heart. We don't check our desire. Oftentimes, what we do isn't actually a reflection of what we want because either we're addicted or we're going with the flow or we're so worldly that we're just like, this is just what we're supposed to do. We have to check in, not live life aimlessly. What did we always tell our kids? Think before you act. Think. Is this really what you want? Check into your heart. It makes me think of Romans chapter 7. St. Paul famously says, I do what I don't want. Why are you doing it then? What's the point? I do what I don't want. He says, because sin dwells within me. He talks about this in Romans 7 before a life of grace, before a life of God transforming your heart. And in Romans 8, he talks all about freedom and how he does what he wants and not what he doesn't want. And so I ask the question again, what do you want? What are you looking for? It's okay, Siri, you're good. What do you seek? <laughs> Honestly, you guys are helping. I promise. It's all good. Yes, Siri, you need Jesus. Google, Apple, all you crazy conglomerates, you all need Jesus. All right, they're gonna, now they're going to block me. Okay. So, sometimes this question, what we seek, leads to sadness because we recognize that we don't have what we want. And then we can be tempted to jealousy, where we see someone has what we want. Maybe they have the life we want. They have the guy we want or the girl we want. Maybe they have the car or the house or the job or the, the status or the popularity. We see someone has it. We don't have it. We get sad. And then it turns to some jealousy. Jealousy is the sadness at the blessing of another person. I'm sad because you have something and I don't. And it's really the most pointless sin because all other sin often makes us feel good. Pride makes us feel good. Gossip can sometimes make us feel good. Lust makes us feel good. But in jealousy, when we're jealous, not even for one moment does it make us feel good. And yet still some of us are consumed by it. I'm going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 18, 
we have this amazing story of King Saul, who was the first king in the Jewish empire. And who followed King Saul? David. And David, his coming out party was when he slaughtered Goliath. Very good. This little young guy, young boy, and he literally took some stones, some pebbles, he hurled it at Goliath, and then he chopped off his head. Isn't that a story in the Bible? After this happens, it reads like this. At the approach of Saul and David, on David's return, after striking down the Philistine, women came out from all the cities of Israel to meet Saul the king, singing and dancing with tambourines and joyful songs and stringed instruments. The women played and sang, Saul has slain thousands, David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry and resentful of the song, for he thought, They give David tens of thousands, but only thousands to me. All that remains for him is the kingship. And verse 9 says, From that day on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Saul became jealous because David had more. Sometimes we feel like when someone has more, it feels like we have less. And that's not true. Saul couldn't see the blessing that he had because he only focused on the blessing of David. Saul could have said, look, they're singing for me. But instead, he compared and he judged. When we are jealous, we are blind to our own blessings and we constantly look at the blessings of others. And so, for any of us who experience jealousy or who feel jealous, here are the remedies. The first is gratitude. To count your blessings. Family, we are blessed. No matter what, we're going to receive Jesus today. The greatest blessing, the fulfillment of all our desires, the answer to the question, what you want, what do you seek? What people have does not take away from what you have. You have what you have. And again, you're here. You have the gift of today, the gift of faith, Faith enough to come here and to receive the greatest blessing. The second remedy is God's grace. We need to go to the place where we're reminded of our own goodness in God. The remedy of jealousy is to place ourselves before the presence of God and to know that we are loved as beloved children. No one can take that away from us. Jesus speaks to you and says, Come and you will see. He invites you into relationship and the greatest gift of all. So this week, I encourage us, take some time in prayer, especially before the Eucharist. In this year of the Eucharist, really, go to Jesus in the Eucharist. Take some time and allow the Lord to ask you this question. What do you want? What are you looking for? What do you seek? Stay with Jesus for some time. And then believe that he is the fulfillment of your heart's desire. Amen.